0: Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer.
1: Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning. Good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about helping professionals to give them the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have so much fun talking about a subject that, seriously folks, applies to every single person to some degree. You know, when we get into it, you're going to discover there are some people who have more of an issue with this subject than others, but it is something that I think definitely kind of hits everybody, and so we're going to have so much fun today talking with Eric Twiggs. So, Eric, welcome to our program.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you.
1: Great. Well, before we really start talking, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. So eric twiggs is an expert in overcoming procrastination and is the author of the discipline of now twelve practical principles to overcome procrastination eric has conducted over twenty eight thousand coaching sessions with entrepreneurs Lead organizations of 500 or, or led organizations of 500 or more people in corporate America, and shared his message with corporations, associations, and congregations across the country. Eric is your procrastination prevention partner, and his message will inspire you to maximize your time, minimize your stress, and to break that procrastination habit so that you accomplish your goals and achieve fulfillment. So again, Eric, welcome. <coughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you again for having me. Great you to be know, here.
1: It, it really is a subject, you know, as I mentioned in the intro that I think does apply to everybody because to some degree we procrastinate, whether it's a task we just don't want to do, you know, we put it off or, you know, something that maybe we don't feel we're qualified to do. So we put that off. Or, of course, there are those people who just put off everything and wait and do it at the absolute last minute. So let's let's kind of jump back a second. Why did you decide that this was a passion of yours, and then why did you decide to write the book?
0: Well, it, so you mentioned earlier that I've done twenty eight thousand coaching sessions and supervised over five hundred employees at one time, and with all that experience, I started noticing patterns. So I noticed that the, the you would have a good performer and then you would have a great performer mm-hmm. and in a lot of instances the level of know-how between the good and great was pretty similar. Right. What separates that good and great performer mm-hmm. is the great performer has this habit of taking action mm-hmm. whether they feel like it or not. Right. And, and that's yeah. why they get ahead and that's what motivated me to really put a tool in people's hands to help them with the process of overcoming the procrastination
1: right you know, and and it is something that I think everybody has um, you know you you mentioned in your book that you were one of the college students who would put things off and you <coughs> do them at the very last minute you know we, we would cram overnight you know I oh, yes. you're, gonna, you're gonna love this this is what I used to do when I was in college and I only could do it my first two years because that the person who who did this with me was uh, uh, she wasn't there after that but she was Incredibly intelligent. And mm-hmm. so I would, and this was always with papers, you know, you had a, a 10 page paper due, and this was back when <clears throat> we still did them on typewriters. Um, but, you know, she I would, <laughs> I would, I would put off doing them until the last minute. Literally, things we do the next day. And so I would write a couple of paragraphs. And, and you know, they, they're, they're probably going to come and find me and take my degree away because of this. But you know, <laughs> she, would, she would read those paragraphs. And she was so smart that she could literally write the next couple of paragraphs. And so then I'd write a couple wow. of paragraphs, and she'd write them. And, oh, it was just so funny that, you know, we did this this way. And, you know, obviously I couldn't have done this if she wasn't that intelligent. But I truly did put off doing the papers. And, you know, it. and, and I knew the subject matter. You know, same thing with studying for tests. I knew it. But, you know, you'd, you'd wait until 2 o'clock in the morning the night before and just really start trying to, to cram all of that knowledge into your brain. You know, so tell us... Why doesn't that really work?
0: Well, and I talk about this in the book because you're you are you are feeding your short-term memory when you do that. Right. And there's studies that show that, that you know, you, you don't really retain the information long-term mm-hmm. when you cram at the last minute. You know, and it's funny for me when you start looking at procrastination, it's when you and you start peeling away the layers as far as all of the possible reasons. Mm-hmm. When I look at my college experience, I tie my procrastination to a fear of failure. Okay. And it was deep down, I was afraid that maybe I wasn't smart enough. So I wanted to give myself a built-in excuse. Mm-hmm. So if I waited to the last minute and things went well, I said, hey, Woo-hoo! imagine what I could have done if I really studied, right? Mm-hmm. But then, if let's say I waited to the last minute and things didn't go well, mm-hmm. I say, "Well, hey, we, you know, I didn't really give it my best. I, I waited to the last minute." So, I, I created this false win-win, and I think that's for the listeners. If you're in that, if, if you can relate to what I'm saying, please be mindful. That's something mm-hmm. that we need to work to overcome, and the book gives you tools to do that.
1: Right. You know, and, and you talk in your book about four different types of fear, and you just mentioned the fear of failure. And I think that is something that, you know, so many people, you know, we, we really do think it, it might not go well. So I'm just going to kind of yes. do the minimal amount, um, you know, and and then right. it, it becomes, unfortunately, that self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't do well, and you're like, well, okay, not my fault.
0: <laughs> right. right. You know, and, and I didn't give them all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You
1: know, and, and or, you know, and we do find we find all sorts of reasons. Well, you know, the, the person, you know, that, that needed to get me the stuff didn't. And, you know, and, and so we find all sorts of excuses rather than actually thinking, well, good golly, maybe I should have actually worked on this project more than 3 hours before it was due. You know, and and, and it doesn't matter if this is right. a work project. I mean, how many people have, you know, uh, I am going to blog every single week. I'm going to post my blog post on Wednesday. And Wednesday morning I'm <laughs> thinking what am I going to write about? Now, right. you do talk about the fact in your book that there are some people. It's it you know, it, it is a minority, but there are some people that actually do well with that. Somehow their brain is wired that they can perform well under high pressure. But that's that is a, a minimal amount of people. And even at that, are they giving it their best, you know, and, and are they doing the best that they could possibly do?
0: Well so but but those people that can perform, even those individuals, just because they've got years right. of experience mm-hmm. In that particular arena. Mm -hmm. So, what you're referring to in the book is where I I talk about kind of that link between, you know, creativity and starting early Mm -hmm. and and preparation. So, if you've got a lot, if you're putting in the regular practice, and let's say you write, if you're writing all the time and then you get called on at the last minute to do something, you're going to be more prepared. Right. Because 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 that's just what you do. And you've got to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And you've got a bank of information to pull from.
1: Hmm. Right. You know, and and oh, yes. it's it's funny because, like we said, you know, there are some people who who can do that. You know, it's they they do. Yes. They have the knowledge. They have all of that. But unfortunately, most of us can't. Um, you know, and and Correct. so you know, in my case, it, it's also one of these kind of the opposite type of things where if I start too far in advance, especially with like a written project or something like that, mm-hmm. then I rewrite it, and I rewrite it, and I rewrite it, and I rewrite and pretty soon I've totally lost what I was trying to do. So how does somebody find kind of that happy medium?
0: Well, so if we're talking about a writing project, and I can tell you this from being a writer, what causes a lot of people to procrastinate is you're trying to write and edit at the same time. Right. And, and what's, what really has helped me is to just, the first step is just get your thoughts on paper. Mm-hmm. Just w- whatever comes to mind, mm-hmm. just, write, just write, just write, just write, just write, just write. And then go back. And And that's the advantage of, of starting, you know, write, you know, and, and give yourself enough time. Because then when you can, let's say you look at it the next day with a fresh set of eyes, you start to see things, areas of improvement. But right. so I think if, if you do that, that's a good way to kind of overcome that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. My husband is a fan of the fiction author Kent Herif. Um He has, has since passed away. We went to a reading that he did one time, and he talked about his process. And mm-hmm. He said he literally put a paper bag over his head so that he couldn't see the computer screen. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that wouldn't work for me. I'd go bonkers in about 30 seconds. But you know, he found that when he could see the screen, he went into editor mode. And like you were saying, you know, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't just do brain dump. And when he right. just would type and not worry about period and punctuation and grammar and all of those various things, then he'd go back through, obviously, and, and clean it up. But, you know, for some people, maybe it means that they do it um, using a, a, a voice program or, you know, mm-hmm. they bullet point it or some things like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, the key thing is just the first step is to get all of your thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times when you, and here's something else that helps is is to develop a ritual, Mm -hmm. you know, develop a routine. And and especially as a writer, I find that if I have the same routine, like I get up at the same time, Mm -hmm. I do the same things when I wake up leading to writing, I find that that kind of triggers my subconscious. Okay. And I run run into less writer's block. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so that, that routine will really kind of set up your writing. So, so okay. that could be something to help as well.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and let's go back to the fears, because we talked about the the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Another fear you talk about is the fear of success. What <laughs> is that, you know, and, and why? And, and, you know, I, I, we kind of laugh, but that is very true. And that is why a lot of people procrastinate is the fear of success. So talk to us about that.
0: Well, yeah, and that's very interesting. It's, it's very common that a lot of times, and if you look at society, society is set up where it rewards you for flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sure you know everyone's had this experience where you're at a meeting and you come up with this great idea. And they say, okay, great, Eric. Why don't you lead the committee to uh, move this idea
1: forward? And you're like, but <laughs> and, that wasn't what I wanted to do.
0: Right. <laughs> I just wanted to share the idea. So, mm-hmm. what message does that send everyone else that's listening? You know what? It's easier for me to just kind of Shut fly under the radar up. and not take any, mm-hmm. any extra steps because if I if I stop procrastinating and I start doing everything early and on time, I'm just going to create more work for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that's
0: that's one of the ways. Go ahead.
1: It, it's funny, but this this is very true. I mean, you know, how many times have we done that? It's like, well, you know, I've got a great idea. Or suggestion or whatever, but I don't want to be in charge of it. So I'm not going to say anything.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. So the other thing with the fear of success is sometimes you may have conflicting thoughts as far as what the success means. So some people perceive that if I, you know, if I get to the top of my field, that means I'm not going to have as much time to spend with my family. Right. You know, I'm going to be away. I'm going to be so so there's conflicted feelings. So mm-hmm. you just on a subconscious level, you start procrastinating and self-sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: You know, and and speaking might be a, a very good example of that. You know, someone who wants to be a professional speaker, you know, it, it, you know, like you and I, you know, this is this is great. We have, you know, we're we're able to do this. But if we become and I'm putting this in my little air quotes. Too successful. We might travel too much. Um, you know, right. and, or, you know, we might, we might have to choose between things and tell people no and, and all of those things. Um, it's funny. I just saw a Facebook post, you know, the other day from a friend of mine who is a professional speaker and, and he was kind of bemoaning that. He said, you know, he had planned on having some downtime. And, you know, this great opportunity came through and he was really trying to think, do I want to do it or not? Um, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk later about, you know, making sure that you have your priorities straight because that really does help win the, the problem with procrastination. But, you know, it, 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 yes. it was he'd, he'd become so big that he was. And, and then, of course, you have that thing. If you start turning down work, will work go away? You know, will the word mm-hmm. get around? Well, you know, we tried to hire Eric and he was too busy for us, you know, and, and so then somebody, right. says, well, I'm I'm going to go to the next speaker because, you know, Eric has this reputation. So, yeah, fear of success really is something that I think people overlook as a reason for procrastination.
0: Right. And so a lot of times, too, we think about success and your family. It's, it's an either or proposition. Either I can be successful or I can have this great family life. Right. Why not have both? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's all about communication. And if everybody's on board and on the same, same page and you're balanced and you're when you're with your family, you're fully present with your family, right. mm-hmm. then they'll understand when you're out doing your thing and, and operating in your calling. Mm-hmm
1: you know and, and it is about getting that balance and and you know we mentioned figuring out what your priorities are and you talk in your book about that and and you know we'll we'll go into that in a second because i want i want to stick on the fears for a moment so now we've got the fear of the unknown yes. what is that you know what and and yes. clearly that's a big fear you know it's a, but but what does it mean pertaining to procrastination
0: well so a lot of times good is the enemy of great OK. So a lot of times the, the, the biggest thing that keeps us from moving forward is a good, comfortable situation mm-hmm. where well, something that's out in the unknown may be what's really best for us. OK. But like, for example, if, you know, you could be at a job, but your real calling is to be out on your own as a professional speaker, let's mm-hmm. say that unknown that's, you know, that that fear of the unknown. So sometimes we'll stay with what's comfortable. Right as opposed to, you know, launching out to, into our true passion. Mm-hmm. It's just, and we have to be, be mindful of that.
1: Right. And we do that. You know, we, we like being comfortable, you know, and, yes. and, you know, the, the big thing is, you know, people don't like change. Now, yes, there are you know, some, some weird people like me that, you know, <laughs> I, I do like change. You know, if, if, if hey. I have the same routine, I get bored and, and all those various things. But again, we still like comfortable. You know, we, we like knowing, okay, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I have been at this job forever. Um, you know, I know what to expect. I know, you know, what, what happens every Tuesday morning is a staff meeting, you know, all those various things. And then you're like, and, and especially if it really is taking a giant leap and changing careers or, or something like that, because then it's, well, how am I going to pay my bills? Or, um, you know, what if what if people don't like me, you know, or, or what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's that's, of course, the biggest thing is, you know, what if it just really doesn't work? And, you know, the, the thing is, well, if it doesn't work, then try something else. But that getting exactly. over that fear of the unknown really is a, a terribly scary leap.
0: It is. And that's why I see something kind of controversial. I mentioned something in the book, I think, in some ways, hating your job. Uh, or hating the situation you're in mm-hmm. is the best thing for you. Right. And the reason I the reason I say that is because it motivates you to move.
1: Right. If it's just, eh, and you're like, right, eh. right, but if it's, I can't right. be there another day, then, right. you know, then you're thinking you have to get out of it.
0: Yeah. So one of my uh, speaking heroes, Tony Robbins refers to that as like a no man's land mm-hmm. where you're unhappy, but you're not unhappy enough to do anything about it. Right. So you, you just you're, you're stuck in this place. So that, mm-hmm. to me, it's better to just really. And I look back, I've had times in my career where I was just really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And, and it motivated me to find to ask that question within myself. OK, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing? Right.
1: Well, and how many times have we talked with people who got laid off? You know, or or quit or, you know, something like that and, and went into a different career field. And it was the absolute best thing for them. But it wasn't until they were forced to do it that they right. did it.
0: Or they got fired. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And it was a, it was a horrible experience at the time. But when they look back, that was the catalyst to mm-hmm. launching them in their career.
1: Right. So the other fear is the fear is in the future. What does that
0: mean? Well, so so think about it. Your fears aren't based in your in the present. The, the, your fears are always future based. So think about so if you're afraid of something or if you're fearful, you usually start with the words "what if," right? Right. What if I fail? What if I go out on stage and I bomb? What if I can't remember my speech? What? That's all future based. Mm-hmm. And so, like in the book, I, I I talk about this study that was done. Back in nineteen sixty seven, where they studied these skydivers and they right. gave them a heart rate monitor and they measured their heart rate and they found that their heart rate peaked right before they were going to jump out of the plane. Meaning they were the most they had the most anxiety right before they were about to jump. Mm-hmm. But it actually lowered once they actually jumped. When they right. were in the air falling, <laughs> their heart rate lowered.
1: Mm-hmm. So again, because that's They kind knew of the what thing to of, expect then.
0: Right. So your, your fear is so as long as you understand that your fear isn't necessarily real. It's, it's, it's future based. You're making these what if scenarios. Mm -hmm. And and then certainly the more, the more prepared you are, the less you have the fear.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, things can still go wrong. And so you do have to plan for those. And that's, that is part of the procrastination, Um, you know, is, is we don't, Plan for things that can go wrong. Now, there are certainly those that over plan. Um, you know, and, and, and it's just like, okay, at, at some point you have to let it go. You know, you can plan for many mm-hmm. contingencies, but not every single thing. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I watch a lot of late night TV and, and one of the commercials that keeps running is for food that can be stored for 25 years. Okay. First of all, I don't have any <laughs> space for that, but you know, that to me, that is just such and it is such a true unknown. You know, I'm like I, I I don't know that I want food that has been stored for 25 years to start with. I mean, you know, it's like really right. is there can there be any nutritional value in it and and is it going to taste just like cardboard? But I mean, that's so far in the future you know, I, I can't, you, there are times where I can't plan what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone what the heck is going to happen in 25 years. So, you know, it's, it's kind of this approach and, and clearly it's, you know, individualistic. Some people really are planning for 25 years in the future, but you know, it, it is something that we, we do, you know, kind of put off in a lot of ways.
0: Yes, absolutely. Look, and and that, I mean, that's a done form done. that level. Wait, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's what which, which you mentioned, that person that's planning that far in the future, and that that's a form of perfectionism, which I talk about in the book, where you really wanna have everything laid out mm-hmm. and every detail and every contingency covered before you move forward. Right.
1: And so then you are really procrastinating because you can't plan for everything. And so you keep redoing it, right. you know. So maybe it's the food and you're thinking, well, maybe I need thirty years worth of food or you know, whatever. <laughs> And so you kind of get stuck in that morass and you, you, you're just really permanently stuck.
0: Right, right. And, and you think about like the worst case, If you look back at your life and most people that are listening right now, if you look back at your life and you think about all of those worst case scenarios that you worried about, the majority of them never became reality. Right. You, you worried about the speech all night and then you woke up and you did it fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It went everything went well. So just we just had to maintain that perspective.
1: Right. You know, and and you should have some some backup plans. Um you know that the some of the what ifs. You know what if, you know again, you know maybe you're a speaker. What if your PowerPoint doesn't work? Okay, well then you had better know your right. speech well enough that that you don't have it. I mean, and that's just a, a whole big speaker thing, anyway. You never should be reading your Absolutely. slides. They're just supposed to be complimenting you, you know, all those various things. Um, you know, when when I worked in corporate America, my CEO would have to give presentations, and they were so important that we actually still had one of those big ugly projectors that you put the clear plastic thingies on and we could project his presentation Mm -hmm. that way if we had to um you know and and and, you know i'm one of these when i go to give a presentation i have it on my laptop i have it on a flash drive so that if i have to put it on somebody Mm -hmm. else's and and it's also in the cloud um but again you know what if you get there and there's you know no power no computer no whatever then you you had better be able to give it without that
0: yeah, it's interesting you say that. Yeah, I'm the same way. So any presentation I'm doing with PowerPoint, I'm always ready to do it if all the computers just go out mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so I could do it without technology. But yeah. And so knowing that I'm that prepared, I'm, I really don't have to be afraid of the mm-hmm. worst case scenario. Right.
1: Well, and we're not just talking about, you know, giving a presentation to hundreds of people. Maybe you're at work and it's a presentation to the team members or to your manager, you right. know, or, or things like that. What happens <laughs> if your tech fails or you don't get your printouts or, you know, all those various things? You had better be able to do it without that. And, you know, and, and so it, it just comes from being prepared and taking those steps forward so that you stop procrastinating about it and actually do it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Yeah, what? and I think people mm-hmm. people underestimate, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I just think people underestimate the the level of preparation that's involved in most mm-hmm. things. Um and and so I think if we grasp that, I mean, we'll be less fearful, so.
1: Right. Well, I mean, how many times have we heard somebody say, "Oh, I'm just going to wing it."
0: Ugh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: They they either, you know, and and that's one of two people. I mean, they either really do well with it, you know, it's kind of like we were saying before, they're so prepared and they've done so many things in the past where, you know, they can draw on that knowledge or they wing it and it doesn't go well and it comes back to the fear of failure. You know, it was like, well, yeah, didn't work, didn't work. So I'm not going to try this again.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So why is it such a big deal? I mean, why should people need to tackle the procrastination? Why is this a bad thing?
0: Well, because procrastination has a lot of hidden costs. Okay. And, and what's interesting I've, I've found with procrastination is a lot of times when you wait to the last minute and let's say you do a presentation, everything goes okay. Mm-hmm. There, there's no alarm that goes off. There, there's no buzz, buzzer that, your game show buzzer that goes off. But okay. you, you're still sacrificing the quality of your presentation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everybody can relate to that person in their company or organization that's always late, right? Right. They're, they're late to everything. Mm -hmm. So, if you know, the meeting starts at nine o'clock, you can count on Joe being there at nine Oh five. Right. And, and Joe in a lot of times nobody's really saying anything to Joe. It's like, Oh yeah, that's just Joe. Mm -hmm. But I've never, and I've been involved with a lot of executive team meetings and things like that. I've never heard these executives get together and say, you know what, let's promote Joe over in accounting. Who's always late.
1: Right. (laughs) And we enable Joe doesn't realize that he's hurting
0: himself. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, yes. well, you know, it's Joe. He's always late. It's OK. No, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. or, or my favorites are the people that, you know, will be late. So you tell them a different time. You know, if they're always say a half hour late, <laughs> well, then you tell them a half hour early. Um, and that works right. until they figure that out, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so part of the, the reason we procrastinate is people let us procrastinate.
0: Yeah. And and then the other thing is a lot of times when you're late all the time and you're procrastinating, especially when you talk when you talking about interpersonal relationships, because some people take that as a sign of disrespect. Right. Like, hey, my time isn't important to you. Mm -hmm. So you're you feel like you can take all and you you're really not aware of that. You you Mm -hmm. don't know that you're you're hurting yourself and you're you're hurting this relationship. That's why it's important to really overcome this habit.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and there are those, shall we call them overachievers who are always the early people. You know, and, and in a lot of ways, those people drive me just as nuts as the procrastinators. You know, I, I don't <laughs> want, you know, my dinner guest coming while I'm still preparing dinner. Um, You know, or, you know, I don't want somebody coming to a meeting a half an hour before it starts. So, you know, it, it is something to to kind of watch when you're thinking about this is, you know, what is what is appropriate? You know, if you're going for a job interview, get there 10 minutes early, not 30 minutes early. You know, the, the receptionist, <laughs> the admin assistant, whoever is going to get really annoyed if you're sitting there staring at her. Um, now, that's not to say that you don't get to the parking lot a half hour early. You know, so you make sure you're not caught in traffic and all of those various things, but don't go in until you're just, you know, a little bit early, you know, or, you know, and then, of course, we do have that other saying, well, she's just fashionably late. No, bad.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
1: Yeah. You know, and and again, we we enable that. It's like, oh, you know, it's OK. She's always late. And, you know, or, or he's always late. Well, it, it's exactly what you said before. It's respect. Now, things happen. You know, you get caught in traffic, you know, whatever it is. But it's it's funny because you talk about that several times in the book. Is your excuse for being late frequently? <laughs> well, I got caught in traffic. Um, you know, I was late to an appointment this morning and I was late because I was late. I mean, you know, I, I owned it. It was just one of those things. But then, of course, it was one of those comedy of errors every single stoplight was red. I got behind the people that were lost, you know, all of these various things. And, you know, so then, then it did give me that excuse. Well, you know, I wouldn't have been as late, but, you know, there was this and this and this, you know, so take ownership of it, folks. If you were late, just say, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. You know, I just, I just didn't plan my time appropriately.
0: So I, I could say and I, I mentioned this in the book, so over ten years plus experience of supervising people, never once have I had an employee who was late say, Sorry, Eric, I guess I need to leave my house earlier the next time. Right. It, it's always, Well yeah, traffic's really bad.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> yeah. always somebody else's fault. Um, you know, right. and, and, and you're right. Nobody's gonna promote somebody like that. Or, you know, maybe you're meeting with either a new client. Or you're wanting them to hire you, you know, and as as a consultant or whatever, if you are late, they're going to take that as a sign of disrespect, um, you know, and 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 it's yes. funny because if you're wanting to get money from them, we do tend to to forgive that a little bit more, you know, so it's like, OK, so you were half an hour late for the meeting, but I'll let it slide because I really want to work with you. Then the thing to think about is, is that always what's going to happen? Are they never going to meet a deadline? You know, all of these various things. And then is it worth it? You know, maybe it is, maybe mm-hmm. it's not.
0: Yeah, but I think some of that, too, is you, you mentioned that sometimes we enable that behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's a lot of times it's about setting clear boundaries mm-hmm. with people. Because And and what I find a lot of times in interpersonal relationships is that our perceptions of time sometimes can be different. So like for me, if you tell me something starts at nine o'clock, I'm thinking I need to be there at 8.45. Right. Now, there's some people, if you you say nine o'clock, nine o'clock means Mm -hmm. (laughs) nine-ish. Nine o'clock could be 9.05. So we can't assume that everybody is on the same page. And then, you know, if, if it's a problem for you. We, we need to, especially if it's an employee of yours, we need to communicate the expectations and clear boundaries. Right.
1: Well, and, and you're so true. It is about communicating. It's about, you know, putting out, say, an agenda and saying the meeting will start promptly at 9. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you start. Now, maybe you give it to like 9.01. But, you know, and, and then you, you go from there. And, you know, I know managers who put the best part of whatever it is at the very start. Because they want to make sure that, Mm -hmm. you know, the people who were there on time heard it and those who didn't, well, you know, they might miss the fact that they get to take Friday off or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great idea. I mean, I I can remember years ago myself, I would start when I was leading teams of people. (laughs) I would start my meetings at 845. And then at nine, if you got there after nine o'clock, you weren't let in. Right. And Mm -hmm. And then everybody. I knew that up front, and guess what? I never had problems with people being late to my meetings. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, and and it is about training people and communicating with them. And and again, it doesn't matter if it's business, if it's your family. You know, dinner is at six right. o'clock. Okay, then dinner is at six o'clock, not six fifteen. Right. You know, and and so it's it, it is it's about setting those expectations and keeping them. Yes. So now in your book, and I'm going to, you know, say this again. So it's the discipline of now, 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination. You know, you've got this yes. pyramid. It's the procrastination prevention pyramid. You have to make yes. sure that I say that right. Prove- procrastination <laughs> prevention pyramid. And they're all <laughs> A's. So it's attitude, awareness, yes. animation, automation and activity so let's kind of walk through these briefly and and the the base of the pyramid is attitude so why is attitude so important
0: because that's i mean attitude is everything and and a lot of people that i've worked with or interacted with they they think of themselves as a procrastinator. They just say, oh, I'm just such a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I've always been. But that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because right. you can change if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have been a procrastinator yesterday, but yesterday ended last night. Mm-hmm. And you, can, if you're committed, you can move forward in a different direction. I think the, that's why I put this in a pyramid model, because you have to address the first rung and really make sure you've got the right thoughts and mindsets to overcome procrastination.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and you talk about exploring why you might have those attitudes. You know, are you always late because you hate your job, or mm-hmm. you know, you you don't want to do it, you don't feel qualified to do it? So it is about kind of examining the the whys. And, and really figuring out, OK, what is the process? And, you know, is it that you're always on time for one type of thing, but you're always late for something else? OK, what's going on there?
0: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so, the, so the other thing with attitude is, are you an optimist or are you a pessimist? Right. And all the studies show that if you're a pessimist, you're more likely to procrastinate. Mm hmm. If you're, oh, what's the use? Uh, it's not going to work anyway. Uh, if your glass is half empty, you're more likely to, to procrastinate. So that's attitude is the key.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is about really recognize that, as we've mentioned. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes you might have to ask other people. You know, it's, it's funny mm-hmm. because, you know, and maybe it is that you ask your boss, well, why haven't you promoted me? Well, you know, mm-hmm. Eric, you're always 15 minutes late or, you know, you're a student and it's you always turn in your work a day late because the dog ate it. You know, all these <laughs> things, um, you know, and, and, and it's funny, you know, it, uh, when I, I used to teach at Metro State back in Denver. And one of the things I would tell my students was I would never connect with them on social media because I didn't want to see their reasons mm-hmm. for procrastination. Um, you know, I didn't want to know that they partied <laughs> all weekend, you know, and, and, and I would tell them it, it doesn't excuse it, you know, and, and so right. I just didn't want to know it because, you know, then sometimes there are those. Oh, well, you know, they've 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 really had a rough time of it. Okay. Yes. Well, then, then that's, you know, maybe that's different. So they ask for a, you know, an extension or, you know, some things like that. But, but it does come back to that, that attitude. You know, are you always expecting that you're going to get that extension? You know, or, or that, right. you know, that you talk about the, you know, the negative person, the oh, poor me person is probably going mm-hmm. to say, you know, I need to get an extension. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. You know, and 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 that person very rarely is going to get promoted or get the job. I mean, you know, that's just it's just not going to happen.
0: Right. So the next, yeah, it's all about. Yo, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's all about having that growth mindset. You know Carol right. Dweck in her book Mindset. She talks about mm-hmm. that growth mindset where you believe you can move forward and, and make those changes that you need to make.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and some of these changes might be very difficult. You know, we're we're not saying that, mm-hmm. that this is easy. And and I you know I love the I want to go back to your book just for a second. It's ninety eight pages long, folks. This is not a difficult read, but it doesn't mean that this is an easy process. You know, recognizing no. some of these and then taking the steps to get out of procrastination, especially if you're one of those people that you procrastinate on everything, you know, it it does make it difficult. And, you know, so don't think, well, okay, today I was this, so tomorrow I'm not going to be. Uh-uh. No, not gonna you know, and and, and what I love about your book, Eric, is that you've got very specific homework in there for people to recognize yes. these various characteristics. And and um and I love it. You say, Now put the book down. And go and do this, and then when you're done, <laughs> you come back. Um, you know, because the, of course there's the whole procrastination thing. With I'll just keep reading and I'll go back to it.
0: <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm trying to interrupt that. That's
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then the next step on the the procrastination prevention pyramid is awareness. So what do you mean by that? Yes.
0: Well, so I, in the book I break it down. I talk about like your power times, for example. Okay. And this was huge for me. Mm-hmm. So you have to. Reckon, we we all have this this genetic mm-hmm. clock, where at certain points of the te- of the day we have more energy than others. So like me, I I annoy people because I'm a morning person. Like I have all my energy and I'm ready. My creativity is early in the morning. First thing. You're
1: one of those people. And
0: then some people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then some people are. Night owls, you know, they they get going later in the day, later in the evening. And and it's all about that awareness. And Mm -hmm. here's where awareness comes in, is where you you take your high-priority activities and you try to schedule them for when you have the most energy. Right. Like for me, here's where I used to go wrong. I would try to do a writing assignment late in the evening after I had worked like a 12-hour day. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand why the ideas just weren't coming to me.
1: Right. Well, your you know, brain so is I, tired.
0: I, I Right, right. But but there's some people who, who later in the day, even if they've been working, they, that's when they get their second win. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like a genetic thing. So it, it's all about that awareness and kind of scheduling your activities. You may be in a situation where, you know, you work the night shift and you're a morning person. You know, are there can you consult with your doctor? Are there natural supplements that mm-hmm. you can take to kind of help you to get more of an energy boost when you really need it. But it, again, mm-hmm. it all goes back to having that awareness.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's funny because before the program, I was talking to you about the fact that um, I've, I've had some medical issues. And so I have that lovely thing called chemo brain. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I've had a boatload of surgeries. And so I've had lots and lots of anesthesia. So. You know it, my brain now functions differently than it did 18 months ago or you know that's <clears throat> an easy excuse and but but it is sometimes about being aware of the fact that my brain is wired differently now um, you know and, and maybe it's you know and you know we just, I'd rather blame it on that than getting older <laughs> you know, but there are definite <laughs> things that you know that, that pertain to that and, and you know we all fall into that you know, and, and so it is about being more aware of our own limitations. You know, do and and you know, you, you mentioned one of the best things is this little thing called a to do list. So you know, we'll, we'll yes. jump back to the pyramid, but why are to do lists so important?
0: Well, it just really helps you to take control, and you know, if you read these books, all the studies will tell you that when you feel like you have more control over your day in your life, you, you get more motivated. And right. the to-do list helps you to really maintain control of your day. Because I, I know I used to be stressed out when I sometimes I was like, you know, there's something I should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. But if, when I have my to-do list and I'm writing things down, it really helps me to stay focused. Not only that, it helps you to remember those key things. And so like there's a there's an app on my phone that I use. It's called mm-hmm. Evernote. Right, and, I and it really Evernote. so. I can't tell you the times that you know I've had a great idea, and then all of a sudden it just I forgot it. Oh man, right. what was the idea? The way it goes. Once mm-hmm. I got in the habit, yeah. Once I got in the habit of logging it in Evernote, writing it on my three by five card. Mm-hmm. You know, so back to your thing about awareness: if memory is an issue for you, then you know get you know as you develop the habit of writing things down and journaling. The way you have a record of it, and you can go back and refer to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it's funny because one of the things I shared with you is the fact that I don't write down enough information on occasion. And I'll look at that and go, mm-hmm. Mark, huh? what do you suppose I meant? You know, did I owe Mark <laughs> a phone call? Which Mark is it? <laughs> you know, all these right. various things. And so that is part of this is giving yourself enough information so that you know what the heck it was that you're talking about.
0: And, and you know, what what also helps is if you can make your list like the day before of things that you have to do the following day, Mm -hmm. because then now all of a sudden your ideas have a chance to develop. And sometimes you sleep, your subconscious will remind you of things that relate to what you wrote down.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and and it's funny, I saw somebody on Facebook again the other day, and, you know, I I keep laughing about Facebook, because Facebook is, of course, one of the horrible things that makes procrastination possible, because we get so caught up on Facebook, we go squirrel, Um, but she had posted, and she said, she's one of those people that takes innate pleasure in crossing things off of her to-do list, and, you know, and, and several people posted and said, oh, I don't even do lists. And, you know, I think in some degree we probably all do, you know, it's in our brain, you know, we might not write it down, but of course, writing it down and then crossing things off. I mean, that really does give you pleasure.
0: It does. Yeah, you actually get a dopamine rush to your brain. So I've been guilty. I have a confession. I've been guilty of I'll do a task that wasn't on my to do list Mm -hmm. and I'll write it down just so I can cross it off. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, but,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah you, you know, you and and but to some degree that actually is important, you know, it's because then mm-hmm. it's a, a reminder later, you know, you look back at it. I, you know, my to do list is a notebook. So I look back through things right. and I can see, oh, yeah, because I've had clients that have said, well, you didn't do such and such. I go, "Uh, uh-uh, no, no. According to my list here, I did that on January 29th, um, you know, and, and <laughs> so it's, you know, adding those things back in. And Plus, it helps you when you're scheduling yourself, you know, to look at it and go, well, wait yes. a minute, every Wednesday I seem to have this task that keeps coming up, so maybe I just need to actually put it on the list every time.
0: Right. Absolutely. It really helps you to improve that feeling of control. Mm-hmm.
1: So then the next step in the pyramid is animation. What do you mean when you talk yes. about animation?
0: Well, it's all about your energy levels okay, and and really making sure that you're doing the things to make sure you've got the proper amount of energy. And and when I look back at things I procrastinated, I just I was in a place where I just didn't have the right amount of energy uh, to do the task. And I was Mm -hmm. you more likely to procrastinate. So you have to Mm -hmm. look at things like exercising. You know, I, I saw a study where they studied these. So there's a group of 232 self-made millionaires, and like 81% of them had a regular exercise routine. Right. And I don't think that's a coincidence because it really gets the the, the blood flowing mm-hmm. and fights off those free radicals, and you feel better. Mm-hmm. When you feel better, you're less likely to procrastinate.
1: Right. Well, and you also talk in your book about diet. You know, yes. are you one of these people that lives on caffeine and then, you know, crashes when you haven't had it? You know, all these right. various things, sugar, you know, all those various things. So it's about animating yourself.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right. And making sure you've got the habits in place to support you having the energy when you when you need it. Mm-hmm. And then sleep habits are so important. Oh, you know, definitely. All the studies will tell you. Making sure you, that you're getting enough sleep and technology makes it easy to track that now. I mean, now you can, there's fitness watches that you can purchase that can tell you how many hours you're sleeping per night. If you have it on while you're sleeping, you can track. So, so really paying attention to that is critical.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, there are some people that do really well on three hours of sleep. You know, it, it, that mm-hmm. just b- mm-hmm. boggles my mind. But, you know, and, 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 you know, obviously studies have shown that teenagers need a lot more sleep, you know, and, and, you know, all these various things. And so it does, it helps to know, you know, do you have to have eight hours of sleep a night? And, and if you do, folks, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you have to acknowledge that. And maybe that means a change in your schedule. Um, you, know, you, yes. and, you know, you're not going to read for an extra hour every night or whatever. So it, it is very mm-hmm. important to keep tabs on that.
0: Yeah, so and it, and it kind of ties back to the awareness piece. So, for mm-hmm. example, a lot of the so people that are morning persons are called larks. And mm-hmm. the, the people that are night owls, they're right. called owls. So mm-hmm. owls have issues because they stay up late, so they mm-hmm. don't get enough sleep because it's you know it's an early world. Right. So a, a lot of the owls that I work with, they'll set an alarm for when they have to go to bed. So mm-hmm. they because otherwise they'll just keep going. So they set an alarm right. and then they make they discipline themselves to fall asleep at a certain time so they get enough mm-hmm. sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and of course one of the the big uh, things with that is you know again Facebook. Television, all those various things. and so it is about, okay, turn it off. Um, it's funny, I saw yes. that there's a commercial now for um, Xfinity that is talking about the fact that you can control people's internet connection. So it's it, you know the, yes. the part of the commercial says, you know, do you have children who you know it, at bedtime, it's you know not really bedtime. Okay, fine, then you use the, now, you know, I, w- I would just take their smartphone away from them, but you know it's like, okay, you turn mm-hmm. off their internet access. You know, because maybe they need, you know, there are certainly people who use their smartphones as their alarm, you know, all those various things. So it's, it's not that you can just turn them off. But, yeah, you know, you can turn off the Internet access, you know, turn off, yeah, you know, you set you set your TV on a timer so that, you know, it yeah. goes for 15 minutes. You watch the news and then it goes off and you're not watching whatever comes on after.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's an app that's called Rescue Time that allows you just it allows you to set how long you're going to be on the internet and then mm-hmm. once it passes that time it automatically shuts you off. Oh. And and so oh it also allows allows you to it allows you to measure how much time you're spending on the surfing uh, surfing the internet and mm-hmm. on social media sites as well.
1: Right. You know because you know and and it's funny we keep laughing about this. Those probably really are one of the biggest reasons for procrastination. You know and 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 it's always the well, I'm, I'm just going to read one more post or watch one more YouTube video, you know, all those various things, or p- play games. I mean, you know, it's uh, one more hand of solitaire, you know, all these, or, you know, reading one more chapter. You know, that's, oh, that's what I hate about when I get really caught up in a book. It's like, oh, I can't put it down, but it's two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, then, then just know I'm just not going to function as well the next
0: day. Yeah, so one of the things that's helped me is I literally will not sleep on the same floor with my smartphone. Ah, <laughs> I will good put for it you. I, I put it downstairs. I, I, I was reading in a book, there's a study that says thirty three percent of surveyed adults actually will wake up in the middle of the night to check their social media stream on their smartphone. Yeah, yeah. So well, while they mean, I, while I, they're i it's not on
1: Facebook, but no, Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs>
0: So that could
1: be a huge distraction. Right, right. Or you hear a ping, you know, and like my phone pings when I get email. It pings for text messages, you know, all of those Mm -hmm. various things. And even if you don't check it, it might have roused you out of that deep sleep, you know, and and you're thinking about it. So, you know, and I, I, yeah, I've seen the studies that say, you know, what is the first thing you do every morning? And I mean, how many people are now saying check their Facebook status? or check emails. Oh yeah. Now, you know, it's it's fairly close to the first thing I do every morning, but no. Um, you know, and, and I put the phone in I'm I don't put it on a different floor, but I put it in another room. Far enough away that I can't hear the pings. Um, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. there are times where, you know, you might you, you your kids might be out um, you know, and and you need to have the phone by you in case they call or you know things like that. So we're not saying you'll know, skip those times, but you know, there are definitely mm-hmm. times where it's like turn it off.
0: Yes, absolutely. So
1: the next part of the period is automation. And, you know, and it's funny, we've been talking about social media, but but what about automation? What, you know, how how do we use it to, to stave off procrastination?
0: So it's all about, you know, automating systems and having things in place so that you don't have to. It could be something as simple as your email inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, can you set up full, can you set it up so that certain emails from certain people automatically go to certain folders? Mm-hmm. So that way you're not processing all these emails. You said the average executive gets 116 emails a day. Ah. You know, are there folders? You know, if you're a courtesy copy, can you set up a special folder? Like there's, there's something that's called SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X, mm-hmm. that, that will help you to organize your email into compartments and get that under control. Then just from people I work with, email is a big issue that can lead to procrastination. Right. And then there is some there's something I used to struggle with. Something as simple is delegating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So yeah, I used to have this thing where I said, you know what? No one can do it like Eric. You know, if, if I want it oh, done yeah. right, I've got to if do want it, it done myself. Right,
1: you got to do it yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Right. But I was going home very tired and stressed out. And the people that were working for me were saying, wow, that Eric, he sure is a hard worker. you know but so it's about delegating and taking things and that for me when I figured that out it was literally life changing Mm -hmm. when I when I really started delegating and having uh, systems in place to do those things Mm -hmm. right. but I also when I talk about automation I was going to say I talk about automation it could also be as simple as do you need to always meet at a certain location to have a meeting Mm -hmm. or can you do a virtual meeting. Can you do a right. Skype? Can you mm-hmm. do a conference call? Can mm-hmm. you send an email? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right. You know, what? Hey, technology is great. You know, what can you do? You know, you mentioned Evernote. You know, can you be using that as opposed to, to something else? Um, you know, you talk in your book yes. about your social media posts, you know, programs like Hootsuite, Buffer, you know, all those various things. You know, set an hour aside, say every Monday morning. Do all your posts for the week and then just check in periodically you know because somebody might have said hey eric i'd like to do business with you um you know so you don't want to ignore <laughs> it but by right. automating your posts it makes your life so much easier
0: absolutely i mean it it takes time on the front end but it saves you tremendous time on the back end mm-hmm. and so like if you if you use an app like hootsuite it keeps you from Cheating and going, you know, spending all this time on your social media stream, right? And and not being productive, Uh so you can actually focus one hundred percent on your posts, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. If
1: you're not in that platform, you're not tempted to watch the next cute cat video or you know somebody's vacation pictures or whatever. Well, we've only got about five minutes left, Eric. So let's talk about the top of the pyramid, which is activity. So what do you mean by that?
0: Yes. So now you're you're ready to take action. Once you've, you've addressed the different steps, the attitude, the awareness, the energy level, the animation and automation, mm-hmm. now you're ready to take action. And I think a lot of times we underestimate the amount of action that's required to accomplish our goals. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and and sometimes if we knew how much action it took, we would set bigger goals because bigger goals right. motivate us to take or action. Mm-hmm. So right. that's so I talk about activity. And in that section, I talk about you know, that. Now you're ready to kind of have your to do list and, um, and really be focused on. So, like, for example, you know, I, I work with people in business. And so let's say the response rate, if you're doing a marketing campaign to your current customers it, or let's say let's say you want to make phone calls to your current customers to get them to come in. The, the typical response rate is like 15 percent. Mm-hmm. So what happens is I, I'll talk talk to people and they'll say, well, you know, I made three or four calls and I didn't know what it came in. Well, mm-hmm. according to the math, if I want three customers to come in. I have to make 20 phone calls. That's just right. math. Mm-hmm. So people underestimate. So if I make the 20 calls, then I'll get the, so that. So that's really where activity comes in. And I talk about in the book, you know, get to a point where you know the numbers. And you're taking the necessary amount of action.
1: Right. You know, and, and it is about knowing those numbers and figuring out, you know, what's, what's going to work, what's not. Because part of that, too, is you're going to figure out where are you wasting your time? You know, are you yes. doing X and spending three hours on it to get nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and right. so, you know, it, it's it's about figuring out how to best use your time. Because, you know, we, we just skimmed over it, but... You know, you talk in your book about priorities. You know, what are yes. you, why are you doing this? You know, is it for your faith? Is it for your family? Is it to become rich? I mean, you know, hello, people need, you know, they need money. They have, you know, they they have bills to pay. So, you know, that that's not, you know, now there's rich and then there's you know rich or you know all those various things. But, you know, it, you and you really do say that is one of the very first things you have to figure out is what is your why, um, you know. And, and I love that yes. part of the book because you walk people through that because that really is the, the most important thing. Why the heck are you doing this?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, what what's your driving motivation? And a lot of times, once you get clear on that, mm-hmm. you, you you really find out the thing that you wanted or been have been looking for was really looking for you too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, and that right. that I mean that's my story.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, once I have interviewed. I interviewed a couple people on um, my program and, and they, they're actually married. I did two separate interviews with them, but one of their whys was they did not want to be in an office. They wanted to work virtually anywhere in the world. And so they set mm-hmm. up their businesses so that they could do that. I mean, that was their why right. was they wanted to be able to do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Once you get clear on that, I mean the, the next steps as you start moving forward and mm-hmm. I don't want to fool anybody to think that it's easy, but once you really get clear, you know, the next steps start to reveal themselves Mm -hmm. as as you're moving forward through the process.
1: Right. Yeah, because if your why is to spend more time with your family, then you'd better not be doing things that are going to take more time away from that.
0: Right. So so that's a great example that you bring up. So if your why is to spend more time with your family, it really makes you think about the time you spend at the office. So every moment you're wasting at the office is time you're taking away from your family. Right.
1: Well, Eric, holy cow, we have filled the hour already and we didn't even procrastinate. We just whizzed through this. (laughs) But, you know, I I want people so that, again, the book is The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Where do they find the book and where do they connect with you?
0: You can connect with me on my website, Eric ericmtwigs.com. And the book is located at that same address, but the forward slash is The Discipline of Now, which is the title of the book. I
1: love it. And again, folks, it's 98 pages, so it's a quick read, but yes. you shouldn't be reading it quickly. You know, now I read it quickly for the program. <laughs> because you have to be doing the exercises and you know as i yes. was reading it i was thinking okay gotta go back and do these and i promise i won't procrastinate um but but it, it is important because like we said you have to figure out your why and that's just just not sitting there for two seconds and going okay well i want to do that because um you know and, and but you also <laughs> mentioned that you do coaching you know and and so you can find all that information at EricMtwigs.com. yes great Well, Eric, I have been having a great time talking with you. You know, I love this book. I think it's great. Um, I think we should have you on again to see if people really did this or if they procrastinated. Um, And so we'll we'll get that set up. We'll have people. We'll have you on again.
0: Excellent. Deb, I really appreciate the time. I enjoyed it.
1: Great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been talking with Eric Twiggs. And to everyone out there, have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted
1: by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This
0: podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.